do. There's nothing you can't do. There's nothing we can't do. That's just how it feels. Nothing I can't do. There's nothing you can't do. There's nothing we can't do. That's just how it feels. <laughs> yeah. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to season 2.5, episode 3 of LER. Learn, earn, return with James Ferguson. How's everybody feeling today? It's another beautiful Take Notes Tuesday, and this podcast is all about learning from your experiences, earning opportunity through taking action and returning your knowledge back into the world to better others. But this season is all about best steps for future success, where we review a series of topics to help us all navigate this new world and come back stronger and better than ever together. So let's get it. Last week, we talked about how to stay motivated. And that's where I started off by providing some ways to better your chances to land that next gig, but also focusing mostly on how to stay motivated while at home and building a better tomorrow today. So if you haven't checked that out, make sure you do. But this week, episode three of season 2.5 is about self-care and mental health. And so I'm going to start by telling you what mental health really is, because I think that it's something that not everyone understands fully. So mental health includes your emotional, your psychological, and your social well-being. It affects how you think, you feel, and your act. Uh, and so it's something that we all deal with, right? You know, I want to start by saying that mental health is absolutely real and, and affects all ages. And it affects people at different times throughout the cycle of life. Uh, and no one experience, emotion, or feeling is the same. So we have to handle each one with each person differently, delicately, and with intention. Uh, and my hope is that I provide some tools today that allow you to feel better after listening and that you can apply to help you feel better daily. Um, but I want to start by telling you some of my experiences that I've had with self-doubt, anxiety, depression, and how, you know, while I seem like this overly positive guy, I'm not necessarily, and I wasn't always. Uh, and my wife can tell you, I, I need positivity just like you. You know, I don't walk around town with rose-colored glasses. I just simply intentionally counteract all the negative uh, and balance it with the positive as much as I can. You know, and I wasn't always this way. I wasn't always as prepared to do that. Um, and I still battle with it today, especially in this climate, just like you do. You know, so your experiences in your life create challenges internally. Uh, and and your mind is a powerful thing, right? Uh, and, and as I'll get into more later, you know, you really need to counteract it as you get older because it becomes more difficult to battle uh, the negative within. Um, you know, you get filled with negative thoughts constantly and the challenges in your life add more of them. Um, and, and a lot of times you get stuck in your own head and, and it makes it super difficult to overcome things. And, you know, things that I thought about as I was, you know, doing this podcast this week is, is you know, how as a young kid, I was very pale and almost looked like I was an albino and people used that against me. And it made me feel super insecure and had anxiety. And, you know, that was a challenge in my life at a young age. And there's also things like, you know, choking. As a young kid, I would eat food and choke easily. And so it made it very difficult to eat food. And there was a period of time where I couldn't even eat food. My dad had to literally feed me like shakes because I was afraid of choking. Uh, and that's a mental block. That's a mental uh, battle that I was going through that I couldn't see past it. Um, 
you know, things like taking medicine. I remember having to take pills as a young kid because I had a fever or something. And my dad sat with me in our kitchen for like six or seven hours, like no lie. We, we did everything like putting it, chopping it up into different pieces, putting it into foods, ice cream, all this stuff. And it was such a mental battle that really threw me off and uh, drawing blood, you know, that's the thing. But also sports too, you know, and I think so many times people put sports player athletes on a, a pedestal um, but they deal with you know mental health and mental wellness just as much as you and I if not more because of the pressure built in that game in that practice whatever it is and running track for me uh, while I was talented at it to a point I had to work hard to be anywhere near as good as some other people uh, but the challenge was is that sometimes you get in your own head about things and it creates that block like I just talked about uh, and there was a period of time in high school that I didn't think that I could high jump anymore and I actually wasn't able to because I was so much in my head while I had performed beyond where I was working at then it was because of the mental block and the mental you know, imbalance for me that that wasn't allowing me to perform at the 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 standard that I had set prior, and so that is very much alive and happening in all sports for all athletes and all people in other ways. And I think it's important that we don't put people in boxes uh, because these challenges, these experiences, all happen to us. Um, you know, things like taking higher positions. I've talked about that in my podcast before. Like. You know, when you work as an assistant manager at a place for so long, you're not sure if you can be the manager. Um, I talk about, you know, how my relationships have been challenging through my life and that affects you long term mentally, uh, depending on how they go and who does what in these things. So uh, public speaking, performing music, I've talked about the fear I had about that, right? You know, the layoffs that I've experienced, you know, and that's sort of where I want to focus today is the layoff, because that's something that we've all sort of been going through during this time. Um, it's the one that applies to the very moment, and I feel like it's important to, to express my experience from that, because um, my first layoff was extremely difficult for me, um, and I, I, I like to compare it to an athlete because it sort of expressed the severity that I felt within it, although it doesn't necessarily mirror the same experience, but let me explain. So picture an athlete that's played basketball her entire life. Who gets hurt and is out for the season. You know, basketball is all she knows, it's all she is. So to not have it in her life, she feels lost, insecure, empty inside, you know, out of control, depressed, confused, and the feelings can go on and on, right? And that describes sort of how I felt when I was let go for the first time uh, in September 2017. You know, it was a week after I got married. I was coming back to a place I loved to work for and had worked hard for uh, and found success at. Uh, and to learn one week back that they were moving on, it, it hit me over the head. I never saw it coming and it, and it hurt me deeply. I was upset. You know, I didn't understand. I felt like I had worked hard to create and develop a team there and, and develop me as a leader there that was really making a positive impact on the business. And I had no understanding as to why that had just happened. Uh, so similar to the athlete who got injured, I, I felt lost. I felt insecure, empty, out of control, depressed, confused. Why? Because I had worked for the last five years, six years to better myself, to become a better man, a better leader, a team developer, a motivator, all these things. So when the ability to do any of that anymore got taken away, it, it became very difficult, right? So I felt like that athlete who was sitting at home with her thoughts. Um, and, and one thing I've learned, look, life keeps going with or without you. So what I learned quickly 
through that process was I became proactive. I used my time to my advantage, uh, as I've expressed in, in previous episodes, and that allowed me to be better prepared. Uh, and I've said that before, and that's something that you guys need to do. You know, we don't want to dwell. We want to find ways to counteract these negative thoughts and these confusions and these this anxiety and, and build something so that we're ready for the next step. Look, the, the point is COVID, you know, it's put a lot of people out, people like you, me, your mom, your dad, your family members, your friends, you know, it doesn't care who you were, what you've built, where you're headed, what you've done. It doesn't care, you know, and we're all still feeling the effects, whether it's on our health, financially, mentally, emotionally, etc. So your mental health is definitely thrown off from the event alone, you know, not to mention the countless hours, days, weeks, months spent cooped up inside with nowhere to go. You know, it's a lot to handle. And even if you do have your job, you're still sitting at home looking at the same four walls over and over again. So that, that is, is going to impact your mental health and you need to make sure that you are working to get through that. You know, and I'm here to tell you that, you know, there's nothing wrong with feeling these things, right? Having anxiety, having a breakdown for no apparent reason, like I did just a few days ago. It's okay. It's not something that makes you a bad person. It's not something that makes you a weird person. It's it's not that at all. It's it's something that we've all all are experiencing and it's something that a lot of us haven't had to but are now forced to uh, and we're dealing with it one day at a time and I want you to know that it's okay and then it will get better. Um you know, it's important that we don't dwell. You know, it's important also that I express the that it's crucial we keep perspective and we remain grateful and that we do feed into that positivity and not into the negative that currently surrounds our world. Because if we do, we can get stuck in that negativity and it'll just keep flowing in until you're lost. And, you know, I don't want to lose you. You don't want to lose yourself in that process. So don't let it happen. And hopefully the things I'm about to review will help you through that. Look, I, I recently read a book called The Garden by John Gordon, who is my favorite writer. Uh, in this book, it tells a story about two middle school kids uh, who had anxiety and self-doubt, which I'm sure we can all relate, right? Middle school was tough, just dealing with challenges. Kids were ruthless. Um, so this book was basically about this gentleman, their neighbor, who heard that they were talking, you know, and, and, and reached out a hand of uh, support and mentorship and, and allows them to to get through these, these things. So... Um, but anyway, it's 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 important to know that you can get through this and that mental health is a thing that whether you're a kid, a teenager, an adult, an older adult, um, it's important that we practice self-care and positivity so that we can counteract this kind of stuff. So um, the first thing I want to talk about is talking to yourself. And I'm not talking about like a crazy person out loud like a weirdo. I mean like talk to yourself internally. You know, stop listening to yourself. Because what happens if, you know, we all know this, your brain is constantly running, 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 running. Bad thoughts, good thoughts, whatever going on in the day, whatever it is. And if we don't counteract the negative thoughts, they're just going to keep building up, revisiting, coming up, making you think about other things. And it just gets worse and worse. And, you know, a great example of this is right, like at the end of the day, a lot of us sit in bed, can't sleep and think about all the things going on right? And and that can keep us up for hours because then our mind's running and going through all the things that we could have done different or whatever it is. It's exhausting. 
I know it is, you know it is, we all go through it. So the key is to talk to yourself. Talk about the things you're grateful for. Talk about the things that are going well, that can go better, and the things you're going to do about them. Talk about the things that you're you're planning to build and, and how you're going to do it. And then really just take a moment of peace and quiet and take deep breaths and move forward. Um, because if you do that, it will absolutely make a difference. And that's one of the things that I've uh, practiced and have had success with. And it's something that you will as well. Next one is focusing on love, not fear. Look, fear can't be trusted, as Elsa says in, in Frozen 2. So don't allow it to dictate your decision making. You know, I, I said earlier, music was a huge fear for me. When I first started doing music, I was in such fear of going on stage that I never fully committed to the process. Now that I'm older, though, and I've refused to allow it to hold me back, I realized like public speaking and performing, two things that scare the crap out of me, are things I can do and in fact do them well. Uh, and the people that know me now would would never even know that I was in fear of those things uh, because I've not allowed it to affect me anymore. Um, and as Will Smith says, and I've said this before, some of the greatest things in your life are on the other side of fear. So we need to make sure that we're not putting ourselves in a position to miss out on things or become better because of our own mental uh, battles within, you know. And I'm sure looking back, there's things that, like this for you, right? Things that you were scared shitless to do and attempt and you protected yourself in a sense um, with lies in your head and then you never attempted them, right? But the key is to not let fear rule your life. Focus on what you love, do more of that. Focus on who you love and spend more time with them. Focus on loving others because this world needs that more than ever. And focus on loving yourself because you're amazing just as you are. The next thing I want to talk about is discussing your feelings with people. I know this is tough. Uh, I know you don't want to put your burdens on others. I know you don't want to be uh, vulnerable, uh, but it's important to talk things out. You know, it's important to have people in your circle, whether it's friends, family, uh, that you can trust and you can talk to um, and get your get the load off and, and, and find out what someone else's perspective on it. Because other people have experiences, other people have advice. And, and when you do talk to people, it allows you to ease your mind. It allows you to think differently uh, and allows you to really see the brighter side and feel supported. Um, by those people you trust. And I've had that experience, as I said, you know, as I was, you know, early 20s and I was going through figuring out my life and had a lot of pressure from friends and parents. You know, I I needed friends to be able to hear me out. And I had that great support at the time that really got me through that process. So, you know, even today, my wife is a great support to just hear me out. She knows me well at this point and she knows what I need and don't need. And, and we figure it out together. And it's important to have people in your life that support that because we all need something different every day at, at different times. And um, you need to have that circle of trust that you can rely on and discuss those feelings with. You know, the other thing too is a lot of times if we don't talk it out, we counteract the sadness with things that are, te are temporary uh, fulfillment. You know, whether it's shopping, eating, drugs, alcohol, you know, purchasing and consumption is not things that actually help uh, the situation. They just help us escape reality for the moment. And the problem with that is that it doesn't actually solve the feelings that you're feeling. Uh, and by doing it, it'll only get worse because you'll continually have the feelings and they'll continually get worse. Uh, and you will try and do more of those other external things to counteract them. And it'll get to a point where, you know, you'll be going overboard. And I, I, I use this example, you know, Mac Miller, 
I have him tattooed on me. Um, you know, he, you know, I guess as a young age, I don't know what he went through in his life, but he had some internal demons, right? And so he thought if I, you know, do these drugs and drink or whatever, as he became more able to do so through his career, he never addressed whatever issues he had. And so he continually did more drugs and more things that tried to counteract and, uh, you know, suppress the feelings that he had, but it never worked. And so things got darker and deeper and scarier uh, to a point where, you know, the, the drugs wound up taking his life. And obviously there's more details to that story, but there's so many examples of that, whether it's in your your friends, your family, you know, musicians, uh, actors. Um, so many people don't address these things head on. And so they later lose the battle in some way, uh, whether it's going to jail or, you know, overdosing or whatever it is. And these these are real realities. Um, and we need to not allow ourselves to start to think that external things are going to solve what's going internally. So we need to address that head on uh, by doing these things I'm talking about. And some of these other things we'll talk about later, you know, and with that said, it's important you also remember that it's not about what the world can provide you. It's about what you can provide the world. You know, many times we think, you know, things make us happy, whether it's hats, sneakers, cars, clothes, whatever it is, right? I got a closet, you know, right here that has plenty of sneakers in it. I don't even wear them anymore, but at the time it made me feel good as I got them. It made me feel like I had options and, and looked good and blah, blah, blah. But now they're just sitting in there and they're pointless, you know? So things, you know, whether you have all the clothes in the world, like, you know, my wife has a whole closet room. It's a great thing, you know, to have, but that doesn't make her happy, not not truly in her heart. Um, and so it's important to not think that things are going to make you happy, right? It's, it's about understanding that those don't fill the void. It starts with you and it starts with taking care of yourself, self-care, seeing yourself as a better person uh, and, and building yourself up. And, you know, from there, you know, I just posted on IG recently, the meaning of life is to find your gift, but the purpose of life is to give it away. And, you know, sometimes you need to remember or realize that the experiences that you go through, whether good or bad, are maybe the purpose and the gift you have. And you need to use that to give it away and help better others. And that's something that I sort of use this podcast as, as I say, hey, here's my, my experiences. Maybe you've been through this, maybe you haven't, but hear it out and maybe it helps you, helps guide you in some way, better you, you know? You know, because it's important. You got to remember you're special and, and, and you're here for a reason and, and you can't lose sight of that and, and you shouldn't want to change that, you know, be you and keep going. Um, you know, don't stop because of someone else or what you think your brain's telling you. Just keep going. Um, next step too is, is focus. Don't focus too far uh, or too hard on the future. Uh, sometimes being the best at something is our goal. You know, whether it's sports, writing, photography, filmmaking, whatever, and that that it, that can weigh on you. It's a it's a huge goal. It's a scary goal. Whether it's to be famous, these kind of things, right? The key is to not you know focus on being the best filmmaker ever, right? You know, you, you just got to focus on making the best films and that, and then that will lead you to where you want to go. Same thing applies to the book I'm writing. You know, it's important that I don't put the pressure on myself to write a New York Times bestseller, you know, especially on the first go. It's about just getting my ideas down daily, weekly, and then building off that, focusing on writing the best chapters I can one at a time. And by doing that, I might be able to write a great book great book. But uh, but if I focus too much on the large picture, you know, that can be overwhelming. 
You know, and the same applies to you getting back on your feet. Don't focus on getting a job every day because that task is daunting, you know, and you're just going to be disappointed and emotionally distraught because the phone's not ringing, you know. So just focus on tackling today, putting your best foot forward and using the things I've reviewed in the last episode to prepare yourself for the opportunity once it presents itself, right? You know, another thing that that book, uh, The Garden, mentions is about weeding and feeding the garden. Again, I sort of elaborated on positive versus negative before, but it's important you sort of see it this way. It means you need to weed out the bad in your life and in your brain. You know, just like in a garden where weeds will run rampant, so will negativity in your thoughts and and it'll affect your attitude and your actions. So you got to weed yourself of the bad, feed the positive to reinforce and counteract it. And if people in your life aren't supporting you and your goals and your dreams, it's time to get new friends. You know, same goes with family, like distance yourself from those people that aren't there for you, that aren't supportive. You know, you need support, encouragement, and you don't need energy suckers. You know, in a great book uh, or set of books that talks about things like that is Energy Bus and Feed the Positive Dog, which again are both uh, John Gordon books. Um, So if that's something that you feel like you have a lot of difficulty with, read those books. It may give you some some more details and ways to to do that. Um, But look, guys, all the things that I've mentioned, let's be honest, they sound good, but they're not one and done deals. You know, balancing things it's difficult. It's a daily occurrence and there's no quick fix to mental health. There's no dealing with the challenges. And then you walk away. It's an internal and external battle every day, you know, but the key is to take control of it, to remember that the battles you go through happen to better you. They also provide you an opportunity to help others be better because of them. Uh, and so if you do the things that I just reviewed, it'll allow you an opportunity to see things different, feel things different and take it one step at a time. You know, Um, You know, all the challenges we face in our life happen because we can handle them, because they make us stronger, more resilient, and more prepared for what's next. You know, so don't let your experience define you, but rather refine you and then help others do the same. But before we close this episode, I want to also provide the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, that, that, that way it's a tool that you can use if you're, you know, experiencing emotional imbalance, anxiety, scary thoughts, and you need someone to talk to. You know, this lifeline provides confidential support for people in distress. So if that's you, if you're even slightly feeling like that, if you have an inkling that you should maybe call, you should. And here's the number. All you have to do is dial 1-800-273-8255. I'm going to read it back for you. 1-800-273-8255. Um, but look, guys. My hope is that some of the things we discussed this week help you know, you know, that you're not alone, that what you're feeling is okay, that there are things that you can do to feel better and that there is support out there if you need it. And, and that includes me. So please call me anytime if you need it. But guys, next week, I'm going to be discussing continued education. I'm going to touch on bettering your mind in more ways than one so that your decisions and your future are not dictated by emotion but rather knowledge and understanding. So make sure you tune into that. Again, guys, this week, take care of yourself, take care of your mind, self-care, kick back, relax, drink some wine in bed, put on a, a mask, you know, take a bath, uh, but really focus on the internal uh, and you, you'll be better from it each day and every day. Guys, thank you so much for joining me this week on episode three of season 2.5. I look forward to being with all of you again next week. Tuesday at 12 o'clock. Have a wonderful week and let's get it.
nothing we can't do That's just how it feels Nothing I can't do There's nothing you can't do There's nothing we can't do That's just how it feels Hey, thanks for listening to L.E.R. Hope it was a good episode My name is James Ferguson Hit me up on Twitter at L.E.R. Podcast And let me know what you guys thought Have a great day